The A-List Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the A-List Podcast. As you can see, Sherrod is not with us. That's because all of us at our, are at a conference right now, and he may not or may not have a voice at the moment. So for this week, you're going to have to listen to the voices. Of, of course, I'm joined, as usual, by Gary Washburn. Hey, Gary, what's up? <laughs> Well, I still got my voice. I might be a little, little deep right now, but yeah, yeah we all we're all a little raspy at this point. Yeah, so it's it's a lot going on down here in Birmingham, Alabama, at the <laughs> National Association of Black Journalists Conference. We're all having a good time and networking and meeting people and you know talking stuff. So uh, good time, but yeah, uh, it's the morning time, so our voice might be a little deep. But yeah, don't judge us. <laughs> Just yeah. judge us by the content of the podcast, yes. not the sound of our voice. <laughs> But this is going to be probably a little bit of a shorter episode. There's not that much to talk about. But actually, let's just start with the fun one from the top. Marcus Smart has no fear, clearly, of anything. I'm sure you saw the picture of him getting a tattoo. He got a tattoo while on a plane. Oh, okay. That's just such a Marcus Smart thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, I would love to see a picture of it. I don't think there is. A Where was it on his body? Uh, it was on his arm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so if you go on Twitter, for the Twitter you well, now known as X users, just look up Marcus Smart Tattoo. And it's like in the inside of his wrist on his arm. Oh, okay. And the guy's just calmly, I'm looking at it again now, put make, putting a tattoo on his arm. But hopefully we'll see what it is eventually. But that was just some pop culture update type things from yeah, our yeah. guy Marcus. Well, we're never going to lose touch of Marcus. We're always going to be following what he does and always going to be wondering how he's doing down there in Memphis. So mm-hmm. uh, good luck to him. I hope he does well. I know, I'm sure he, I know he will. And I think, you know, we're all going to miss him. That's Marcus Smart doing Marcus things in the offseason. Like it's not, the, the funny thing is such a bizarre story that we had to mention it, but it somehow isn't surprising because like you said, it's Marcus. Not surprising at all. <laughs> but currently with the, the actual Celtics team right now, there is a report that they are offering Svi Mahalik a deal for the 2023-2024 season. That is yet to be confirmed. But what do you think that would mean for this Celtics roster? I definitely think it boosts the bench, right? Uh, they released Justin Champagne. And, you know, Justin didn't have a great summer. Like, I thought, like, it's funny, like his brother plays for the Spurs. His brother was killing in Vegas. His brother was like, Spurs signed him to like a guaranteed deal before the Summer League, and he just flourished. He, he was one of the best players in the Summer League. So uh, I think it's Julian is his brother. Um, and then Justin was had this up and down. There were some good games, but it's like his position, like you're, you know, like second or third year in the Summer League, like you're supposed to be one of the best players on the floor. And there were games that he wasn't, that he struggled. So for me, I wasn't shocked. And they they would have had to give him $50,000 to keep him on the uh, roster after August 1st. Um, so uh, I wasn't surprised that that's uh, Speedy Mahalik is, is a good, like he's been around. He's only 26. Ukrainian kid. He's bounced around Detroit, Charlotte, Lakers. Like he's been a lot of places, but he's played some good basketball. And I look, uh, Kwani, at his last stretch. Mm-hmm. 
in Charlotte, right? Okay, so last year he played 32 total games, 13 with the Knicks, 19 with Charlotte. Charlotte gave him major minutes, not major, but considerable minutes, 22 minutes a game in 19-game stretch. He averaged almost 11 points a game, 40% from the three-point line, 44% from the field, uh, 2.4 rebounds, 2.7 assists. He played actually – I mean, uh, the games didn't mean anything. It was Charlotte. But he actually played well, and he's had some games. I mean, Oklahoma City, he had a stretch in Oklahoma City where he uh, – 30, 30 games, he averaged 10 points. Um, you know, but he's been already been with six teams. You know, so he's a guy that obviously will probably just be with the Celtics for this season, or he can go get more more money probably in Greece. And, you know, but it all depends on what he wants. Does he want to go back near where he's from? back to Europe or does he want to play for the Celtics and try to win a chip? And, you know, I think it's going to be a quality addition because the guy uh, can, he has the ability to score. I've seen him in, in stretches against the Celtics. He's had, especially with the Pistons, mm-hmm. he's had some good stretches. He's 6'7", 205, you know, career average, 6.6 points, um, you know, 36% for the three-point line. So he's a pretty good three-point shooter. Overall, he's just he's he's kind of a young journeyman, to be honest. So um, I think it's a good it would be a good fill and a good replacement for Champagne because I don't know honestly if Justin Champagne made the team would he have even played. I wasn't I didn't see bona fide NBA player and Justin. I saw a guy who's going to be going back and forth from the G League or he might play for a bad team, but I didn't see Justin Champagne doing much contributing much to the Celtics this season. So I wasn't surprised. And you got to start making these decisions now. And we can talk about this later, Kawani, like who do you think they should sign for these minimums of free agents and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move, but it's all up to him. You know, that guaranteed money in Greece, uh, European contract, playing big-time basketball out there, it's probably more money, but a chance to play for a chip. It's enticing in Boston. That being said, you mentioned, of course, the Champagne um, situation. So as a result, do you think Sweet is the best fit to kind of fill in that gap? Like, who else would you consider when you're looking at the depth on this roster? And and Brad even saying a few weeks ago that they are still looking into how they're going to fill out the team. Yeah, I mean, there's some guys out there that are probably looking for more money. Like, I think like Kelly Oubre, who mm. has been considered kind of a head case over the years. But at this point, you're not going to – like, every player – we talk about this, Kwani. This is not the prom. Every player you get is going to have a flaw, okay? Sure. Either be a head case, inconsistent, uh, you know, overpaid, coming off a, a really bad contract, and now – try like. Any player you get, bring in in August is going to, like Austin Rivers, you know, like these guys are all have flaws. Now they can help you, but like Austin Rivers could be one. Kelly, I, I would probably try to target Kelly Oubre, but Kelly, you know, like he didn't do well in that stretch when he played for the Warriors, but he has the ability to, to, to impact the game, right? Play defense, hit the threes, run the floor. It's just keeping his head straight. Now, Kelly, what would he do in a situation like Boston where everybody's trying to win a chip? Like, this isn't Charlotte, bro. This isn't some of your previous stops. Like, we're trying to win. Like, what is it with the teammates telling that the organization? Will he respond? Is he more mature? You know, and I said, I, you know, 
Ubre had his moments when he was with Washington. He's had his moments in Golden State, but that didn't work out too well. Charlotte, you know, but that's the kind of guy they're probably going to have to go after because, like, the money's drying up, and these guys who are like, looking, oh, I'm looking for six, seven million a year are going to take two or three mm-hmm. because they want to be in the league. You know, like, they're going to get they're you know, like, remember Dennis Shooter a few years ago who was looking yep. for his mag. You know, he's looking for the bag. And the we will never forget six, that. <laughs> yeah. So he's got it for six million a year. And now, because now, now is discount time. Like, mm-hmm. the, 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 all the players who were desired and wanted have already signed. They've already taken all the money. So now the players, the team's just trying to fill last roster spots. You know, uh, look at Miles Bridges now. He had real problems. And let's hope that he gets himself together. But he took the qualifying offer. Charlotte still has P.J. Washington. He hasn't done anything. He's still like, there's guys out there, Christian Wood. Like, money is drying up, and teams aren't breaking these guys' doors down. If, if no one signs you by August 5th, there's a problem, right? Or teams are like, we'll sign you, but we're not going to sign you for that. We'll sign you for this, you know? So I think the Celtics could benefit from that and get a quality player who, who's playing below his market value. To that point, any player that looks at this roster has seen what the Celtics have done over the last few years, knows that they are within the championship window that we talk about. So taking a pay cut wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing for someone that does want an opportunity to play in the league. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, some, you know, it's a tough thing. Like, like egos are, are, are tough. You know, these guys have egos. They want to make money. They want to make the bag. They want to sign their big contracts. But now, so I'm looking at the list, you know, Christian Wood, P.J. Washington, who we talked about, Oubre, Jalen Noel from Minnesota. You know, Minnesota, did, I mean, I've seen him, have a, he had a really good game against the Celtics last year, um, or a year before, I want to say, and during the Eme year, and Minnesota doesn't want him. They, like, let him go. So he's out there. Ter- our friend Terrence Ross, you know, veteran guy who might be his seen better day, Jermichael Green. T.J. Warren, always injured, but when he can score, he can score. Like, these are the guys, you know, Hamadou Diallo, that's another guy, monster athlete, young, you know, what would he do in a winning situation? He's a guy I think the Celtics very much go after. Like, there's guys out there, Bismarck Biambo, Will Barton, who's seen better days athletically, um, Winyan Gabriel, you know, the, the kind of the athletic, real mm-hmm. raw athletic kid um, for, who played last year at the Lakers, Kendrick Nunn, who's you know, not had a great – Terrence Davis, who the Celtics are rumored to be linked to early in training camp, sorry, early in the summer, he's still out there. You know, John Wall, of course. I'm going to read off this off. Who's like Danny Green, seen better days. Stanley Johnson. You know, like these are the guys, Justice Winslow. These are the guys that you're going to have to look at, and all of them have, you know, uh, track records. Not, you know, not, not, not negatives, but all of them have issues. You know, uh, either being always being, you know, injury issues, uh, not not playing well in their last stop. Um, you know, whatever. Like Jalen Noel, Minnesota just, you know, as much as Minnesota needs talent, Minnesota's let them go. Like. You know, you got to look at those things. But these are the kind of players that are out there. And it's still interesting and exciting because if you hit on one of these players, that guy can help you win a playoff game maybe, you know? 
I mean, that's the thing. It's just hitting on the right guy. And, and that's what the toughest part about these 30 guys is, is which one will help me or which one is going to, we're going to have to literally wave in the middle of the season, or is this going to be at the end of the bench? I mean, as much as I liked, I thought Blake Griffin was a good, good, good leader. Like Blake didn't do all that much on the floor eventually. And so he became just more like, you know, the Celtics, I think, expected him to do more on the floor. You know, our friend, our old friend out there is still free agent, Romeo Langford. You know, mm -hmm. Kevin Knox, a guy who was a former first-round pick who never, ever reached his potential. Um, he's out there. Frank Nilakina, another former Knicks, you know, our friend Javante Green, who's coming off knee surgery. Serge Ibaka, who's probably – Definitely seen better days. RJ Hampton, like these are guys, as we've listed. I mean, it's a bunch of these guys who are just Boban is out there. All right, let's let's bring in Boban just for the hell of it. Let's yeah. do let's do I'd love to see That'd Boban. Be fun. <laughs> That'd be funny. Ish Smith, who you know, a guy a little point guard who gives the Celtics fits over the years. Like these are guys that are all out there. For minimum deals and all the and the Celtics don't have to decide because these guys are not teams aren't snapping them up. So the Celtics have to decide what to do, what what they really need, and can they wait on a guy like Ubre? Or is Ubre gonna go, no, I'll take five million from this team instead of three million from the Celtics. I want to make that extra two million. Like I it's about my money. Some guys are about winning, some guys are about their money, as, you, as we all know. So it's it's gonna be interesting. The two other players that are currently on this roster, I'll start with Derek White. He recently was on ESPN and NBA Today, the show, and said that he loves being in Boston. It'd be cool to get an extension. And Sports Illustrated had confirmed, and in, in it's kind of obvious, that Derek White will kind of fill in that Marcus Smart starting point guard role for the team. So at this point, again, starting with Derek White, but then also looking at Peyton Pritchard, like, is it time for the Celtics to start considering extending their contracts? Well, I think it's. I think with Peyton, you got to kind of play the prove it game. Like, do you sign him? What's Peyton's market value? What's he going to ask for? Right. Of course, if you offer Peyton Pritchard three years, forty million, he he's jumping on that one, right? Which is not crazy money. That's the money that Grant wanted and didn't get. He got in Dallas, right? But has Peyton played up to that level? No. So, but I'm sure some of the Celtics aren't going to offer that. Well, if you're Peyton, do you say I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on myself? I ain't signing nothing. I'll come back on a on that restricted deal and that like qualifying offer, and then I'll just be a restricted free agent next year after having a good year this year. That's betting on yourself. If you're the Celtics, do you offer Peyton? If you really think he can be part of your future, and then he's, it's a very tradable contract. Do you offer him three years, twenty one million? Three years you know, 20, 29, 30 million, like not 10 million, but like you offer him 7 million a year. That's what I think would be a fair, if you really think he, he's part of your future or it's, it's, it's such a tradable, $7 million contract, so tradable. Yeah. So if you really feel like you didn't want to deal with him being a restricted free agent, I don't think the Celtics do that. I think the Celtics turn around, they, he plays next year on that minimum, sorry, the qualifying offer, and he bets on himself and says, say, yeah, let's see what you do this year. And then we'll talk about uh, extension next year. 
But Derek White, I think he needs another year to prove that he, like, if he has an equally good year, obviously the price is going to go up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the Celtics now are so so invested with all the money they've been done spent on Jalen and Porzingis. And they got to save their money for Tatum. And Tatum. And then, you know, I don't know if um, extending Derek is a real priority for them right now. Unless they really, now, unless they really feel like he's going to, like, He's gonna kick butt at point guard because he told you that's what Joe, Joe Mazzulla told us that he Derek White's the point guard. I'm not sure about that, um, but that's the way it's gonna be. So let's see what Derek White does. I think that's both sides will probably talk more seriously down the road. I'm not sure the Celtics after spending all this money. It's like okay, Derek, come here. You get you, know, you get money. You get money. I don't think the mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey thing is gonna work. <laughs> Everybody gets something. everybody gets money uh, at this point with Derek White. So before we close out, I, our guy, Bobby Manning, CLS Media, of course, he actually tweeted Friday morning, which is when we're recording, that we actually already got the Celtics preseason schedule a little bit early. So the Celtics, always a good matchup when they're playing the Sixers. That's going to be October 8th at the TD Garden. And then October 11th, they're going to go back to Wells Fargo to play again. And then a note just under that, he had um, that the Celtics will be visiting Charlotte on October 19th. So obviously the the NBA the league is just keeping the Sixers rivalry alive. That I mean, it's actually that could be the way we close out though. Looking ahead, the season's slowly creeping back up upon us. Coming back. Do the you think the Sixers are gonna huh? The interesting like thing, Kwani is like the season starting later this year. Like all the even with this whole like um playing tournament stuff, mm-hmm. the season starting a week later. Like I think camp opens in early October, not Usually it opens in September, late yeah. September. And now with the last preseason games being like on the 19th, that means the season Wait. started that Tuesday TNT package, which mm-hmm. could likely, you know, might involve the Celtics or Miami. It could be like the Celtics okay. going down to Miami for the rematch or something mm-hmm. like that. That's going to be like the 24th. So the season starts a little later this year. But I think, and I know the se- the schedule will probably come out officially maybe mid-August, maybe two weeks Maybe mm-hmm. about two weeks, so uh, it's coming. It, you know, the off season short now. You know, for you basketball fans, kind of desperate for hoops. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the TBT just ended, so now you got. I think the world the World Cup's coming up in a couple of weeks. Team USA. I don't know about this team. Um, you know, a bunch of young guys. We'll see how that works out. Like Anthony Edwards and Paul Benchero and Austin Reeves and those guys. How that works out. But that should be something that's, that'll be interesting to watch too. How they work out in international play. That would be some some intriguing hoops, uh, you know. Because we all know Kwani. Like now, I think the preseason opener, the Hall of Fame game, was on Thursday night. Um, NFL is going to start percolating. Yep. Baseball with the pennant races, but the NBA is always going to be a factor. So uh, that's the fun part about about this and and. The Celtics news is still going to come because they haven't signed. They still haven't filled out, uh, you know, their roster. They got to set their roster, invite guys to training camp, figure out who to sign, who not to sign. So it should be exciting. Not not news filled. I mean, don't don't you know? I mean, don't don't stay uh, you know, on on X all the time looking for NBA updates uh, <laughs> or Twitter, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But I do think there'll be little news nuggets uh, over the next two months before training camp begins. 
which is why we'll continue to have episodes. By the way, if it's Mama called it Twitter, I'm calling it Twitter. Twitter. That's where I stand. The little bird, RIP to the little bird. Exactly, but actually, I'm so sorry to that bird. You had to do that to the bird. The bird I'm like surprised Peter didn't step in on this one. That's ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah Pete, what, Peter, where you at? Like, yeah. set the bird free. You don't have to kill the bird with an X. Seriously. But that's all we have for this week's episode of the A-List Podcast. Sherrod, we're wishing you the best, even though he's in the same city as us. <laughs> I know. Get your voice back. Yeah. But until next week, we'll be back. We'll have more things to talk about. Gary Washburn, thank you for joining me. For our listeners, thank you for listening as well. This is the A-List Podcast. Thank you. Yeah.